welcome back to the Disciple Nations podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Jason Villanueva, and Sam McVeigh is typically with me, but he's out on Shabbat, and so he'll be back by the time this uh, post. But he's out seeking the peace of the Lord, and I think I think he's found it in uh, listening to some of the words that he's been sending us through uh, Messenger and just giving words to the body of Christ. It's really great. I'm not alone though. At the table, I have two wonderful, handsome gentlemen. And so I'll take third place in the, in the looks contest on this one. So I've got Carl. What's up, Carl? Hey. How's it going? Carl Davis. It's going, it's going well. All right. Good. All right. And then we've got Ryan Wallace. Hello. One of the Wallace boys. Oh, one of the Wallace boys. I'm representing yeah. tonight. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. That's awesome stuff. And so one of the reasons we brought these two gentlemen on is because we're going to talk about a conversation. We're going to have a conversation about the topic of worship. And so these gentlemen are highly involved in worship in the city. And so one of the reasons that we do the Disciple Nations podcast is so that we can really communicate the DNA of Disciple Nations. Right. Pretty, pretty unique group. Um, the Lord's doing something very special in it. We've been taking time, Sam and I and other guys coming on the podcast, to talk just about who we are and what we're about and some of the things that are highly valued in Disciple Nations. And so... Obviously, one of those things is is worship, <laughs> right? And so, Carl, take just a moment, and I'll start with you, and then I'll move to Ryan. That doesn't mean that you're first in the <laughs> right. Context. Right, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, yeah. He's, so, he's the elder. Is it? Yeah, is that okay? I, that's, right. that's right. I'm kind of old. <laughs> so I'll, I'll have you go. Just tell me a little bit about yourself and just kind of your heart for worship, and maybe where you're fleshing that out in a maybe in a in a ministry or church context or however you want to say that. Yeah, um, I've been involved in ministry, worship ministry. Uh, actually, um, since the '90s, it's been a while at this. Um, Come up a little bit, and basically, uh, kind of got into it a little bit by accident, out of necessity, you know. And yeah. it was back in the day when actually you, you tripped and fell, and you turned into a worship leader. <laughs> well, uh, it, it started out as Christian music, like we did music, you know, to start out a service, and so we'd have music time, but it really wasn't worship; it was music. Mm. Um, and uh, anyway, fast forward to right now, and God's just begun to uh, basically infiltrate my heart with a desire for pure praise and pure worship in the city, and and uh, it really comes back to His worthiness. Um, that's like that's like really feeding the flame is He's worthy of constant praise and constant adoration. Right. And Absolutely. So we do uh, we do a lot of stuff. Um, it's really nothing that's real formal. Um, we're, we, we have regular weekly meetings with different, uh, different bodies, actually, uh, Jesus Life Church, uh, there's a Saturday night equipping stuff we do, um, but it's really just spending time with believers in worship and yeah. kind of wherever the Lord opens that door. That's good. And you kind of have a heart for 24-hour worship, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so tell, tell me real quick, talk a little bit about some of the 24-hour burns you guys have done, just briefly. We've what done, that is. Um, it's kind of a fun name. Yeah, it's it's mainly uh, just picking a weekend, and we'll start on a Friday night at 7, and we just basically communicate to any worship leaders we know, saying, hey, if you want to be a part of this, the door's open, and people sign up for an hour or two or three or four, and it's really just to present an offering uh, of praise to the Lord for 24 hours. And usually it's only like 23 hours, but 24 hours just seems kind of, you know. Yeah. We won't be legalistic. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's, it's yeah. in faith. Spirit it's of all freedom. in faith. <laughs> there you that, go. That, uh, yeah, it'll extend. Yeah. And so, so, yeah, it goes around the clock. And and honestly, kind of at the heart of that is 
we're just singing these songs of devotion to the Lord mm-hmm. um, for hours on end, yeah. but at the same time, really kind of honestly a prophetic act of intercession to say, God, write these songs on the heart of this city. Mm, that's good. Um, and it's not just you up there 23 hours. No. You work with other worship teams and leaders in the city yeah. to make that thing happen. Yeah, it's um, about anybody who knows you know, four chords and a few songs um, to people. Some people are staff worship leaders. You know, they're at a church, they're on staff, a professional. I mean, that's their deal. Others are just, they're, uh, you know, it might be a small group kind of feel, but, or yeah. young people who are just getting started mm-hmm. and just want to worship. Yeah, it's pretty cool stuff. Ryan, tell us a little bit about yourself, man. Yeah, so I, uh, I'm a pastor at Reliance Community Church. And, uh, and I've been, had the opportunity to do worship now for about 20 years since I was about 17. Uh, and so, yeah, similar to Carl's uh, kind of uh, example, as much of it was music time, I would say, in the past. And we were kind of doing with what we knew. I mean, that was kind of what we knew, right? Uh, you know, you yeah. just kind of, okay, yeah, these are some cool songs starting to come out. Lord, lift your name on high. And then <laughs> <laughs> we moved to Shout to the Lord and some mm. of those, you know, some of those goodies. But, um, <laughs> Good Darling. times, every move I make. It's come good. on now, it's come good. on, and uh, and so yeah, you just kind of yeah. do what you do, and and uh, those are some foundations. I mean, we we're I think God was building, <laughs> and um, yeah, but it's probably over the last couple of years that uh, I feel like I had a word uh, from the Lord a couple of years ago. You know, I I kind of got to a place where I was a little cynical uh, towards um, towards the church. Never stopped really loving Jesus, but yeah, um, but I, yeah, I was just kind of uh, okay, Lord. Uh, you know, what's going on here? And so I, I feel the Lord really spoke into that. And I had to deal with some stuff with sonship and all that and uh, my identity in Christ. But I think he really spoke into my life and said, um, you know, Ryan, uh, never sacrifice intimacy with me, uh, with activity for me. Um, and so I'd done a lot of activity for Jesus, all in the name of Jesus, right? Um, but a lot of activity and, um, and really missed the heart of Christ uh, even in activity for him, if that makes right. sense. It does. And so this place of intimacy with Jesus, man, is just is real strong in my heart and my desire for, for myself and for others. And so now as I get the opportunity to lead worship in different places, man, I, I just want to engage with the heart of Christ. Um, he's worthy, as, as Carl said, of the praise. And he wants friendship, like he desires an intimate relationship. And that word can be a little scary sometimes to people. Yeah. Intimate relationship. What does that, what does that mean? Right. That's, a little, that's a little scary. Uh-huh. Um, and so just, just trying to like flesh that out in a worship opportunity is an amazing uh, privilege. It's an, uh, just an amazing experience, I think. And so, yeah, that's my heart, intimacy with Jesus. Yeah, no, it's good. So uh, you guys can interrupt each other if you want. Oh, awesome. I'm, yeah. That, so that's get, wait, get that's actually that. one of my gifts. We can talk about that later. <laughs> the, the gift of I'll submit to the elder. In the, there you go. Hammer. There you go. Well, uh, but I, but I want to hear, I want to hear about why worship is an important part of the life of a disciple. Right. Well, you know, honestly, um, it's hard to talk about worship because it becomes like a category unto itself, and it's really not about what's in that category that we would lump into that. I mean, music, I mean, there's a lot of sure. stuff in, right. like, right. if you talk about worship, you talk about you can talk about a lot of stuff, but what Ryan's talking about, intimacy, mm-hmm. it's worship's really the result of intimacy, but we can do a lot of stuff in the name of worship with no intimacy, and it's empty. And that's like the church culture is, you know, I've lived it, I've led it, I've promoted it. Um, 
just busy for God and in like no heart to heart. And God's like, I want your heart, not your activity. Mm. And that's the change thing. Cause once he gets our heart, Mike Bickle's one, I don't know, a lot of people don't like Mike Bickle. You sure. know, some people love him. I think I'm, I'm a big fan, just uh, the faithfulness this guy's had. But he said yeah. something once, uh, lovers always outwork workers. Mm. And it just went, what we'll do because of love will go a million miles past what we'll do because we ought to. Right. And, yep. and it's full of God's presence instead of just full of constant, I don't measure up and I'm trying harder, et cetera. And Ryan and, Ryan and I have known each other for years. Um, but it's come back to this place of, and I know I see God has connect our lives and brought us down to this place. And he's going, I want the, I want your hearts because everything comes out of there. Um, and so worship is really about, do I know God's heart? And am I opening up? Because even though he's God, um, we have to get vulnerable right. with him. I mean, he wants us to be vulnerable, even though he already knows what we're going to tell him. Yeah. So, so tell me then just real quick, because I've, I've experienced this where I've stood in a, in a gathering and I've just kind of mouthed words on a screen kind of thing. And I've always, I've typically, not recently, but have done what many people do and associate worship with music, just like you said, but we have yeah. to be careful. So one, why do you think that has happened? And two, how do we break away from it? Well, uh, I'm reminded of this. I believe it's in Isaiah. He says, you honor me with your lips but your hearts are far from me. Mm -hmm. And so um, I think worship as a, a culture is pretty, like, you can sell it. I hate to say that, but, but at the same time, we've kind of packaged it pretty well in kind of a consumeristic way, um, sometimes intentional, sometimes unintentional. Yeah. And so it's easy to package it as singing songs or uh, have you heard the new worship album from Hillsong? And, and it's great, but at the same time, we've packaged it and kind of labeled it kind of as... Carl was mentioning. And so um, I think just getting back to the heart of it again, I think worship at its very core is about the heart. Um, and so like for me, I was thinking about this, this opportunity tonight um, on the podcast and I was thinking about well, where is the first instance of worship and, and, and where we find actually the first time that, that worship is mentioned is in um, Genesis chapter 22 when, when Abraham is taking his son Isaac up and, and God is like, I want you to build an altar and, and then sacrifice your one and only son. And he's kind of like, eh, right? I mean, mm -hmm. okay, I'm going to trust you. And so he takes a couple of his servants with him and he says, you guys stay here. We're going to go up the hill a little bit, me and my son Isaac, and we're going to worship up there. So that, that word worship meant obedience. It meant sacrifice. And so um, to me, I think kind of getting back to, to worship is a response. And so our obedience That's follows good. that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And, and yeah. so we just we want to honor him. We want to be obedient to him, not out of, out of slavery or of, of yeah. fear, but out of love. Yeah, I think, I think one of you touched on it just a second ago about it being it's a, a response to love. It's an overflow of love. Right, yeah. yeah. And so you can't help but want to worship. Right. And so yeah. we're not saying that singing lyrics to a guitar is a bad thing. Oh, no. No. Right? no. But, I mean, there are times where I'm in, in a service and music is going on and it's great. It sounds great. The musicians are phenomenal. The voices are angelic. <laughs> and yeah. and I'm not even connecting with the words. I'm just focused in, yeah. pressing into the into the spirit just by myself and really trying to connect with the Father. 
But then there's, there's times where there's lyrics on the screen and it just speaks of God's faithfulness or God's goodness or whatever it is. And it just resonates. And I'm like, yes, amen. And something out of me just, I just begin to sing the lyrics because I'm agreeing with them. Right. Right yeah. on. So it's yeah. not a, it's not a, well, I should probably sing this. I can't help but sing it because I've experienced it. Right. You know what right. I mean? Yeah. And as a response, uh, worship as a response, we find transformation in that. Like, um, you can't help but when you meet Jesus to be transformed. Anytime Jesus met somebody in the New Testament, in the Gospels, they were transformed in some way, or they had a choice to be transformed. Um, a few rejected it, but most of them were just instantly like, something just happened. I, I, I mean, I, I can't explain it. And so you, you want to, like, and that's the way in corporate worship, you just like, I got to join in to the song of heaven. Like right now, right. what's going on? Yeah. The goodness good. of God is worth, like, he's just so worthy good. of it. So, yeah. And I yeah. think, you know, that and, um, Ryan's quoting out of Isaiah, and I think it's actually quoted in Mark too, where he's saying, you know, these people honor me, honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. And even in Joel too, where he's saying, you know, rend your, your hearts, not your garments. Don't do an outside thing, do an inside thing. And mm. I was singing that earlier today, that That's old, good. that really old Hillsong thing, you know, like from the inside out. Mm -hmm. And like this thing in corporate worship, um, as a worship leader, uh, hit me just a couple of years ago where just you hear people singing out and it's just like God goes, the big deal here is that everybody means this. Yeah. It's not how it sounds. Uh, it's, this is not a sound thing. It's not America's Got Talent with the, with the Holy Spirit combined. Yeah. Um, it's really going, you mean this. Yeah. You move my heart, and I'm God. That's a big deal. And, uh, yeah. There was a guy in, uh, in one of our services one morning, and after the service, he came up to me. He said, man, I just ugly worshiped this morning. <laughs> I was like, what do you mean ugly worship? He's like, I just looked and sounded terrible as I was singing and weeping. Yeah. Yeah. Just ugly yeah. worship. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're so Americanized in the way we assess stuff. I, I am. I mean, I know it. It's just, but, uh, you know, John 15 talks about abiding in him. And, you know, this, this thing of intimacy going, uh, it's not emotion. It's not how I feel. Uh, it's not how I sound. It's not how I look. But God's going, you're, 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 you know, there's, there's a couple facets. One of them, I mean, there's like, a, I don't know which one it is, but I was talking to my son about this the other day. Uh, he's telling me about it. There's a Hebrew word for praise that basically the essence of it is uh, you don't feel you don't feel anything at all, but you're going to say it anyway because you know it's true. Right. It's a choice to praise God because He's God, and it's, our praise does not hinge on how our day is going. He's God, and so that's that's worship. Yeah. And then there's the revelation stuff where it just hits you how good He is, mm -hmm. and the overflow comes. Yeah. Um, so there's different aspects on the inside, but it's still, it's a heart thing, not a, it's not an outside thing. So what are some other forms of worship then? If it's not just singing lyrics or playing an instrument, like how do people express that in various forms? I mean, simply obedience, honestly, obedience, yeah. I, I think yeah. because uh, again, but not, we got to be real careful not to take that as a legalistic standpoint. Um, and, but just celebrate, like, in freedom, I get to worship the Lord through going to work and, and loving on my coworkers, um, praying for yeah. them even in the moment. They may not know it. Like, just being obedient to the Spirit, whatever He says in any, in any way. I mean, that could be at work. Uh, that could be when you're going out to the restaurant, uh, you say a kind word. I, I, again, we're kinda, I'm kind of like Sunday schooling it here, you know, with some simple <laughs> answers. No, but it truly is. Some, it's just being in step with the Spirit and being obedient. Um, is just the, the, I think, such a sweet aroma to the Lord. Well, it's that Romans 12, 1 and 2, where he's going, you know, offer yourself a living sacrifice, 
that's worship. And, and then uh, and it's almost been like a, um, it's been a bit humbling because of, honestly, American, I, I just put on myself, I go, this like feeling like worship leading's a thing and God's going, it's, it's everything. It's, it's not just, uh, it's not a musical moment. It is all day long. Right. Uh, worship is life, and our lives are worshiped, literally. And it's that thing of, uh, I mean, I can get up and sing a song um, in the name of worship and then turn around and be rude and impatient with my wife yeah. Yeah. and go, what is, what's going on? And God's like, hey, you know, it's his spirit flowing through us, and it comes out sometimes in music. Um, and there is a, you know, an, a, it's a whole other category, but... Um, I know that that worship and praise is a spiritual weapon. There's that's like a, got a whole corporate entity to it of like it's completely not just about you know phrases of honoring him, but God inhabits the praise of his people and yeah. there's there's spiritual warfare that takes place through I, worship. Mm-hmm. That's another category. Mm-hmm. Um, but yet even uh, this thing of like worshiping God and th- I guess as a worship leader, it just um struggling with the rock star thing about being in front of people, et cetera. Mm, yeah. And honestly, the Lord's going, the body of Christ is his worship team, yeah. period. Right. Anyway, yeah, that's, that's it. so good. Yeah. I almost asked you earlier, and I was debating whether or not I wanted to take the conversation in the, this way, but you kind of brought it up. I was going to ask you what you thought about the phrase worship as warfare, hmm. because that's really something the Lord has put on my heart, even yeah. just this year. Now, I'll just yeah. share an experience with you. I went to Awaken the Dawn in D.C. Mm-hmm. In, yeah. in October of last year. And so essentially what they did was they set up 50 tents on the National Mall in D.C., and there was 24-7 praise and worship going on in those tents. And then they had a main stage, and then they had regional tents. And so that happened for like two or three days straight, and it was it was bonkers, <laughs> yeah. But it was the most worship, almost the most worship, worshipful atmosphere I'd been in in a long time, or maybe you know I I just was zoned in. And what I remember was the first night that we got there, I was in a tent and I don't know ten or fifteen people there in this regional tent, and there's a worship band up there. And I was kind of going through a little bit of what you had said. Maybe you got cynical in some ways to the church or to services. And and we had taken some time off from a traditional service time and service flow and that kind of stuff. And so I was wrestling with some things in my heart. Well, this band was up singing these songs and playing these instruments. And I'm looking around and there are people kneeling on the floor, hands in the air, praying, worshiping, dancing, jumping up and down. I mean, people had banners and flags. Mm. And I mean, just so much freedom. And I remember sta- sitting there or standing there and just looking around and, and seeing all of this freedom and then realizing I'm not experiencing that freedom. Mm. And not that I have to look like them right. to have freedom, but I knew in my heart there was something going on. Yeah. And I didn't feel free to worship. There was something going on with me. And I just remember um, being in that, in that environment. And then I just began to speak out the word of God, like scripture mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and his heart for me and, and my identity in Christ. And I'm reminding myself of who he is and who I am. And the next thing you know, 
I'm I'm crying. I'm jumping up and down, hmm. spinning in circles. Sing. Uh, I'm ugly worshiping. Right. <laughs> right on. And yeah. And I just I realized that something shifted. Something broke. And I was in a different place than when I when I'd walked in. And it only took five or ten minutes for me yeah. to really focus in and kind of find this place. But I realized that in that moment, I experienced worship as warfare because there was some stronghold. There was something going yeah, on yeah. in me. And I, and I didn't feel like it, but as I began to speak out the words of God and, and proclaim his goodness right. and speak of who he is, it shifted something in me, and I broke free. And I thought that I, I was experiencing spiritual warfare, and it was the proclamation of the goodness of God that broke through that. Amen. Yeah. And I, I just think that's so powerful. And it, I don't know that it's something that we hear very often, but you said yeah. it. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think there's, um, I don't know. I feel like we haven't, we haven't really, it hasn't been normal at all. It's just like may, maybe just kind of coming into conversation mainstream. It's probably been, and it's been there, but there's a, there's a whole lot of freedom and healing and restoration I think God wants to bring to individuals in a place um, that's just saturated with with praise and worship. But yeah. it's it's not just music that's played nonstop. Um, it's it's the Holy Spirit and it's in tandem with that. And that's something that's really by the Spirit of God, not by. I mean, we could just stand up and sing for three hours. And, you know, it's not just making the music happen. Yeah. But there's an individual thing God's bringing. I think there's also a corporate thing, a citywide thing that, but it keeps tracking back. I feel like the Lord keeps going back to the individual because corporately, we're just like the sum total of who we are individually. Mm. So, you know, like if we're all really not, if we're all pretty disconnected from the Lord and we come together, we're just a large disconnected group of people. <laughs> and. Gosh. We but, laugh, but it's uh, yeah. But, true. And, it, yeah. and he's, I mean, he's stirring us up together to want more, but that comes back to individually going, Lord, I want more of you. And then that's, that's a lot of what happens now corporately across ministry lines and denominational lines is there's a corporate hunger for him, which honestly is much different and deeper and more beautiful than a corporate hunger to see him do something. Amen, yeah. We're not just wanting him to do a big deal like, oh, I was there. What an experience. We want him. And yeah. it's like whether you do a big thing or not, we want more of you. We just want you. And that's at that's at the core of that thing where we see individuals' lives transformed. We see cities transformed. Mm-hmm. Just going, we're not wanting just some stuff fixed. We yeah. want him. Yeah, yep. Jesus is the prize. Like he's yeah. he's the reward. Right. Right. It's not Jesus and something. It's simply Jesus. Yeah. I've heard it someone said before. Seeking his face before you seek his hand. Yeah. Mm, right. You good. would desire intimacy before you desire the works or miracles or yeah. power and those kinds of things. And one of the uh, scriptures that Carl loves uh, to pray and to kind of <laughs> declare before many of the of the worship meetings that are gatherings that we have, and I'm going to beat you to the punch here. Is do it. Do it. Ephesians man. chapter one, mm. and Paul's praying for the you know, church in Ephesus, and he says, I, I pray for a spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you would know him better. Like simply just know him better. It's it's yeah. again not wisdom and revelation so that you know, okay, what college do I need to go to? Hey, he might give that to you, and that's fine. But simply spirit of wisdom and revelation yeah. so that ultimately we would know him intimately. We would know him better, deeper, and just and so I, I love that. Um, yeah, that Ephesians passage. I I love having these kinds of conversations because it it always seems like everything points back to intimacy. Even when yeah. we talk about mission, yeah. mission is birthed from intimacy. Yeah. Worship Absolutely. is birthed 
from intimacy. Ministry is yeah. where it's all, it all comes out of intimacy. For sure. Well, in Ryan, when I first met him, uh, he was uh, with a worship team called Jacob's mm-hmm. Generation, and it's that generation that seeks his face, which I knew, like, um, I know, like, prophetically that the fact that we're here together still, like, years later in this setting going after the Lord and just as a, as a city, as a, as a whole corporate group, it's because we want his face. We want... Right. Um, and I, I know personally I went through a season where the Lord just said, hey, you want my stuff? You like my stuff? You like me to move? Um, and there was just a whole lot of self-crud that he dealt with, but he's going, I just, he just showed me, he's like wanting me is what moves my heart. Mm-hmm. And it's like, he's so good and so faithful. He'll give us his blessings. He'll do things. He's faithful to his word. But intimacy um, isn't something that's somehow automatically happening because he's moving. Like, he can move and do signs and wonders. Yeah. That doesn't mean I know him. Right. I mean, I go, just that one day I woke up going, he's faithful to his word. Yeah. And he'll use me, and it'll be great, and people will say nice things. But then that doesn't mean I know him. Yeah. And he's going, that's, that's the, like in worship, uh, as we're seeing these songs, um, we're going, Lord, let it be that these are true of our hearts. I mean, John, that this other scripture that came to mind for tonight was John 4, where he's like, the Father is right now looking for those who worship in spirit mm-hmm. and, truth, and yeah. in truth. Mm-hmm. And the truth thing there isn't just like doctrinal accuracy, biblical accuracy. Like all of our lyrics are biblical, so it's truth. It's no, it's going... It's that back to our hearts match what we're singing Amen. on the inside. The, the outward is an expression of the inward. And he's going, that's what I want. Um, that's probably that's one of the after. best explanations of that scripture that I've ever heard. Yeah. Because I always, maybe sometimes I try and hyper-spiritualize it, you know, in spirit. So, you know, some denominations or people of a certain theology think it means one thing and yeah. it means another. But yeah, that's... It just the inside matches the outside. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then the spirit side of it, so I'm going, um, and Sam does this all the time. It's just like, we can't fix ourselves. The only one who can manifest the kingdom through us is Jesus. I mean, we're, we're a vessel, and the try harder to like, I'm going to just try, try, try to, to be pure hearted instead of going the Holy Spirit and going, Holy right. Spirit, just here I am. I'm just coming to you and asking you, do everything in me you want to do for your glory. Um, and then the, that's the heart that's going on as we come together corporately uh, in worship and praise. Is And, and Carl and I have I've talked about this before in the past, but um, we've kind of shared, you know, we've had some what sounded like really good worship experiences in the past, and man, you on spot, and man, people were, they seemed really excited, the music just meshed. And then you kind of, you're like, oh, that was awesome. And you kind of sit on your couch after that, after you're kind of getting home, you're like, ah. Oh, hmm, that wasn't quite as fulfilling as I thought. What, what's, what's empty here? Why, why is there still an emptiness? And it, and it came back to the heart because yeah. the heart was missing. Mm. Um, again, it sounded spot on, and people really were engaged. I remember I was at a, a worship gathering. Oh, this is probably about a year ago. And I remember there was a, a, quite a few people, and I was, I was in, the, in the audience worshiping as well. And, and I just remember, man, the lights were spot on. The band sounded... <laughs> Phenomenal. The right? guy running slides wasn't missing. Oh beat. man, on on point. Anticipated on like a point. champ. Like a champ. But I, I just remember kind of kind of sitting back and I was looking around, people raising their hands, and I just got this picture of Jesus like walking down the center aisle, 
the bridegroom walking down and no one noticing him. Yikes. Like, yeah. and that, that wrecked me in that moment to think, am I, am I a part of that sometimes yeah. where we're celebrating the sound, the feeling, the emotion of the moment and yeah. missing the bridegroom, the one we're singing about yeah. and all we're, we're, we're hoping to honor and we're missing him. Well, and that's the reality is, um, because of how he made us, the Lord made us, uh, like we're, we're moved by music, like our souls are moved mm-hmm. by music. And, and, you know, it's, it's kind of scary reality of, I mean, you can go to, uh, any kind of concert and hear good music and get goosebumps. And you'll see people raising their hands. Yeah, and, and go, they're, so, they're so goosebumps yeah. and tears are not the Holy Spirit. I mean, I mean, he, he definitely, when he moves, you can get goosebumps and, we, and you, we, we need to I rethink mean, our whole service. Yeah, I know. It's, it's just, but it's just kind of like going, um, good music will move our souls. That's not the same as his presence and the Holy Spirit's presence, um, you know, it's going after that thing of like, Lord, it's not wrong. We're, we're made to be moved in this way. We're made to celebrate. We're not, I'm not like anti-emotion, anti-demonstration at all, but it's, I go, Lord, I know uh, we can be excited and get wound up because we're human. Yeah. And that's not the same as celebrating the Lord and like, because we're made to celebrate. I yeah. mean, we're made to jump up and down and yell. Uh, you know, you go to sporting events. I see it all the time. I'm like, nobody <laughs> sits at a football game. And if they and, saw themselves, like, you know. Yeah, like, they don't cross their arms and be like, man, these people are so fake. Look at them jumping around. They're like, it's just like, it's just a given. Yeah, it's just a given going, hey, your team just scored a big one. Everybody's excited and they go nuts. And I go, well, our team wins. You know, Jesus wins. He already won. And so excitement. Amen. From the back pew. Yeah. Yeah. So like enthusiasm and celebration is, is like totally kingdom. But, um, there's this thing of like, Lord, we, we want more than just to get wound up. Yeah. And And it's that thing of like taste and see that the Lord is good. And so when you truly taste it, when you, in those moments of, I think, pure worship, genuine truth and spirit, like, you know, that you've encountered the presence of the Lord. Yeah. And it right. was just a sweet spirit. Um, yeah. And then those times when, again, I think going back to what we talked about just a couple minutes ago, when those when we used to do some worship services and it sounded really good, and then you sit on your couch, you're like, did I yeah. taste and see? Yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting, and I've done this before. And I've been to my share of church services, and I've been to my share of churches, and having church hopped a lot <laughs> um, in my past but people walk away and everybody does it. They say, man, worship was really good today. I mean, that's a yeah, common that's a phrase. Normal, yeah, totally. But what does that mean? What do you mean? Yeah. It sound When people good? would say that, sometimes they're like, hey, great worship service today. I'm like, how do I, what do I, uh, what do you, uh, how do I, I take know. that? Uh, uh, I wasn't serving worship. I was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. No, but, you know, I, and people have good hearts in it, but now I, I catch myself when I say it, and I say, "Well, actually, what I meant was I had a really good connection with the Lord." Yeah, that's at good. this yeah. point, and I can tell you yeah. what did it. Yeah, or, yeah, you know. Yeah, and I know. And again, that goes. Um, one thing I was saying earlier, just about um, next to Jesus returning, I don't, I don't know what could be better than to be like in His presence with uh, fellow believers and just 
hungry for him, thirsting for him, celebrating him, surrendering to him, listening to him, and yeah. saying, Lord, here we are. I mean, it's like the Isaiah 6 thing going, we're the body of Christ, we love each other, and we're all in for him. And I go, that, that unity, uh, his presence, and, you know, and again, that scripture, the other scripture comes to mind is, you know, he, um, uh, I think it's Psalm 16, 11, you know, uh, in his presence is fullness of joy, yeah. his right hand pleasures forever, and go, it's his presence, and go, yeah, we're in this with him fully. Um, it's just good. Yeah. Yeah. Going back to Nola, but goody, that better is one day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I used to sing it. It's good, it, though. Oh, yeah, man. It's a pretty yeah. song in E, but now mm-hmm. I'm like, gosh, that is so true. Because, again, I just I just think, man, when, when I have encountered the presence of the Lord, it's just so sweet and so good, and you just you want to linger there. Um, then, then thousands doing other things and yeah. other things that, that will never fill us. Yeah, it's, um, it's literally like you could do anything you want for a thousand days, and it, it wouldn't be anything at all compared to just standing at the doorpost and seeing him mm-hmm. and go, he's, he's actually better than everything else. Wow. Right? And that's that taste and see thing. And I feel like even in you know, switching gears a little bit, but the, that some of the outworking of this is harvest. It's, it's, I believe God is totally raising up like the harvesting army of all time mm. to take the gospel to the nations. But it's like, why? It's like, well, because the love of God consumes us and we just can't help ourselves but to go. Right. But it's like that fuel behind it is I've, I've encountered him and it's Isaiah going like, oh, I'm, what, what do you want? I'm just in. I'm all in. I don't care anymore about anything else. It's the pearl of greatest price. And I feel like even in evangelism for, as a pastor for years, trying to get people to sell out for Jesus, and he's going... What happens when you see the treasure? You're like, this is worth more than everything mm-hmm. else, and so I easily will just drop it all and have this. And he's going, so that Ephesians one passage, going, Lord, open our eyes, spirit of wisdom, revelation. We got to see you. So there's a lot of time in worship where we're just going, we just, we're here, just wanting you. We're just wanting you, yeah. and and I know that moves his heart, um, and I know there's all kinds of resistance from hell for us to break through in his presence. And some of that's the group effort to go, hey, we're just going after him. That's the twin, that, the burns are just going, we're just going after yeah. him. We want him. We know he's better. I may not feel like he's any, even close to me, but we're, we want, we want, we want. We're just going for more of him. Yeah. So we were in a worship uh, opportunity this past Saturday night in a basement um, of somebody's house and you know, 20 people or whatever. Yeah. And um, I just remember thinking, what would make, and it was a lot of young people mostly probably 20 years old or so. And so I've got a few years on him, but, but just a lot of like 20 year olds. And I'm like, what would make a 20 year old spend the time here rather than go out and do a lot of other quote unquote fun things or whatever yeah. that they would choose to do. I'm like, it's because of God's like, he's worthy. And so it was, it was just one of those opportunities for me to see like every moment that we get to worship or meet with him or, or, or talk to him. It's never a wasted moment. Like these, yeah. I pray that these 20 year olds or whoever came that night would never look back and like, oh, I, I kind of wasted that moment, man. I could have been doing something else. No, they tasted it and saw that the Lord was good and yeah. it's never wasted. And I just, I love that thinking, man, sitting with the Lord is never a wasted moment. Yeah. Well, what, hmm. when we get pictures of, of heavenly angelic worship happening, we see it in Isaiah six, we see it in Revelation and it says, and they never stop ceasing to say, mm. 
holy, holy, holy. I mean, it's just yeah. this continual thing that they're singing about God. They can't help but do it, and they're doing it day and night. Right. And, I mean, it's that's just an amazing image. And so... Yeah, that yeah, picture, was it Revelation you know, 4 or 5? Is that where, like, the living creatures and the yeah. 24 elders? And, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I remember hearing... A, uh, a sermon several years ago, and it really struck me in kind of the heart of worship, and 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 of course they're bowing down, and, and every day all all around the throne they're doing this right, um, and so holy, holy is the Lord, or worthy is the Lamb who was slain, and so on and so forth. And he was talking about every time they would bow down, and then they would they would bring their eyes up. It's it's almost like a diamond where it just reflects like a little bit different. You turn the diamond a little bit more, and it reflects. Oh, oh it's, yeah, it's pretty in its own unique way in that yeah, way. And so every time, yeah, they're they're bowing their heads and they're bringing up. It is a just a new dimension of God that they're like, oh, wow. oh, I cannot right. help, but like this is so insane. Like for eternity, they're doing this, yeah. and they can never get enough. It just it it just makes you think. I maybe I'm saying this for the first time, or I've heard somebody say it before, which is probably the latter is most likely. That if you have a hard time worshiping God on earth, you're going to have a really difficult time in heaven yeah. in yeah. eternity. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. The whole kingdom revolves around Him. Right. And so that's yeah. that's it. Yeah, and, yeah. And that's, what are we gonna do? Just worship for eternity? That sounds boring, you know. It, yeah. No, that it doesn't. Oh, you're right. Yeah. If the 24 yeah. elders are doing yeah. it right now, right. Uh, I I think that we probably have some room to grow and to yeah. Continue for sure, to for sure. So as we as we wrap up here in just a moment, um, talk a little bit about the citywide prayer gathering and kind of how worship has played a role in that, and maybe tie it into something that you said earlier where where the Lord is really moving his people to maybe knock down some denominational walls and that worship and the desire to seek his face is, is kind of going beyond some of those boundaries that we've created. Um, yeah, I think, uh, the citywide thing I see, um, he is corporately winning our hearts Mm. where uh, his goodness is outshining our, um, the things that separate us. Yeah. And I'm not bagging on that. I just go, I feel like God has just set it up. That we don't all agree, you know, we don't all agree exactly. So we have to choose to love and go after Him, um, and, and basically choose to, to like bypass soulish comfort, and convenience and familiarities to go after Him. Um, I see Him like uh, winning our hearts together. There's a there's like a there's a celebration going on of mm-hmm. Christ and His victory on the cross, where it's like the body of Christ is getting reminded of who it is that we're we're following, um, and there's power in that. I mean, when we're celebrating that, I think of where, uh, you know, Jesus is praying for the unity so that the world will believe. Um, he's bringing, he's establishing that unity in, in this place of worship and praise um, because it just, it, we're singing songs that we agree. And it's, I mean, it's, it's scripture. Um, it's about Jesus. And we're, we're like, we're, we're singing very significant phrases mm-hmm. together and ultimately, that's one thing too. It's just kind of a side thing, but I feel like it happens. We're we're actually praying, you know. We're sing praying. It's like mm-hmm. yeah. a lot of what you see people get really in, into and moved by their prayers and their yeah. declarations. Mm-hmm. We're prophesying truth, yep. and suddenly the breakthrough is coming. Yeah. Um, so it's it's a big deal to come together and and pray and praise. So. Yeah, I remember yeah. something that Sam said probably about a year ago or a year and a half ago. He um, he said, "Jesus is coming back to a singing bride." Yeah, 
and I've always just, I've loved that, that, that picture ever since. And um, I think one of the beautiful things that's happening within our city is, is like God's weaving like a tapestry of worshipers yeah. and, and it's just beautiful. And um, like, I've had just more opportunities um, of text messages I'm, I'm getting, or I'm sent, being able to send text messages and like worship leaders are like, man, I pray that God moves in your church. And like, it's genuine and it's sincere. And I'm just like, this is awesome. Like the, the kingdom mentality is, is overtaking it's my territory church mentality. Yeah. And, and it, and it's genuine and it's sincere. And they're like, I pray God like just blows down the doors yeah. when you, when you meet next corporately, yeah. because it's about the bride. Like it's, yeah. you know, it's about the church. It's about the kingdom. Um, and, and the king's worthy of it. Well, and the, yeah, and the, the competition and the comparison, uh, and I'm speaking from personal inward issues of competition, comparison, uh, insecurity stuff, the Holy Spirit is just destroying that because he's going, we, we love him and we want him. Um, and so it's, he's replacing this junk with his, with his presence. And it's unlike anything I've seen in the, you know, 20 years or so that I've, you know, kind of been, uh, I had the opportunity to do ministry mm. in different capacities. It's, I mean, it is a, we, I just think we need to be thankful and just so grateful of what he's doing in his bride here, uh, specifically in Wichita right now yeah. and breaking down those barriers. Yeah. It's been really cool to watch. I was telling Carl before we started the podcast, just that the first time my wife and I walked into the citywide prayer gathering, it just some of the language some of the words, the the jargon, if you will, yeah. that was coming from stage about unity, and I mean, just it tearing down walls and the bride, and it just some of these phrases. Mm-hmm. It, we just looked at each other and we said, "Man, these are our people." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. like they're speaking our language. This yeah. is our tribe, and so we've been able to connect and be a part of attend some of these gatherings. Um, you know, um, equipping Saturday night equip and. I've been to some of the 24-hour burn stuff, and I've been to uh, citywide prayer gathering stuff, and it's just been amazing to be a part of and, and see the body come together in that regard. And yeah. so uh, can can one of you tell um, tell us where we can find more information about some of the things that are happening with prayer and worship in the city? <laughs> he laughs, yeah. Um, Is it just disciplenations.net? Yeah, Is, that- uh, is it wichitaprayer.org? Is that it? I, yeah, this is really bad. <laughs> oh no, that's totally fine. Wichita Prayer, Wichita Prayer Movement dot com. I think that's it. Yeah, and if that doesn't, work, we'll just try call it org. that. Yeah, yeah. Google Go- Wichita Sam, Sam McVeigh one eight hundred freshly sabbatical. <laughs> Uh, you can go to Facebook and then you can type in citywide prayer and there then to, so when you guys do a twenty four hour burn, how does that typically get communicated? Um. It's kind of word of mouth, Facebooky, uh-huh. Facebooky yeah, kind it's of not, stuff. Yeah, we don't have any kind and of. It, it typically happens at Jesus Life. Jesus Life, twenty nine oh three East Central. East Central. So you yeah. can find them on Facebook as well. Jesus Life Church. Yep. And shout out to Joel Potter, a good friend over there. Whoop. Yeah. And, uh, Which actually, this Friday night we're starting at seven, and um, we've got guys signed up to lead worship through until like four a.m. So far, so. Oh, so no, you actually have one this weekend? This, yeah, this coming okay. Friday night, 7 a.m. it starts. Um, I think actually there's worship leaders lined up all the way through 6 a.m. at this point. Um, I actually kind of thought we'd probably be ending around midnight and just doing a short deal, a short burn, just a burn, not a 24-hour burn. <laughs> yeah. And now it's turned into like a whatever Turn hour. Yeah. So that's Friday. So if you're listening before Friday, August 3rd, yep. mm-hmm. beginning at what time? 7 p.m. 7 p.m. 
at Jesus Life Church. Yeah, and people come at 7 and stay till like 1, 2. I mean, they stay, and it's just... And there's a lot of prayer. There's a lot of time individual. There's a lot of time just praying for you, praying with if, and for each other. Even if you got 30 minutes, I mean that. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. It's not a set thing. It's come and go. Right. Yeah, come and go. Yep. Yeah. And it's, yeah. I'm, and if you get bored, check your heart. <laughs> <laughs> there we I'm go. Just, You're bringing I'm it back kidding. to intimacy. You're I'm bringing just, it back that's to right, the deal. That's right. That's right. Well, good stuff, guys. I really, I really appreciate your heart. I felt like I got schooled just a little bit because I was thinking worship music, and you're like, wait, hold on, just a second. It's not just that. And I'm like, oh yeah, you're right. So I appreciate your your knowledge, your experience, and coming on and, and dropping some of that, some of those knowledge bombs on us. Well, thanks for the and, opportunity. Yeah, this is yeah, absolutely. School. Never done this, so this is. Oh, it's, yeah. yeah. How about that? Oh, newbie, man. Look at that. Right Podcast newbie. That's awesome. Well, you did you did well, sir. You did Thanks, well. Man. All right, awesome. Thanks for listening to the Disciple Nations podcast. You can subscribe on Google Play, iTunes, Stitcher. We're actually on Spotify now, so if you guys have a Spotify account, you can find the Disciple Nations podcast and then send people to disciplenations.net slash podcast as well so they can uh, check out all of this amazing wisdom given by these wonderful, handsome men this evening. Thanks for listening. Check you later.